Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. The jump season is now well and truly underway and we're going to have to get stuck in to the first meeting back at the home of Jumps Race in Cheltenham. That's this weekend as well as the old roan chase at Aintree. I'm joined as per usual by Jim Watson who had some flat action at Ponte yesterday. Yeah, I had a cracking time in the rain. No winners, bit miserable. Um, the ground was sloppy. But yeah, it was nice to do something different on a Monday afternoon. Got a nice chat with Dave Nevison. Give us a talk beforehand on what he fancied. He gave us a few winners, but I didn't follow him in with any. So, yeah. Just ignore him. Yeah. An expert there to just be ignored. No, well, ho- hopefully, hopefully we'll be finding some winners this weekend. It's our first It's our first weekend preview. I say I've, I've, I've come today. I've, I've got my Stone Island, Stone Island jumper on today because obviously, Jim, when when you wear Stone Island, you, you have to brace someone, don't you? So so I'm gonna brave William Hill and Paddy Power and Bet365. Come on, the boys! Shall we get stuck in? <laughs> yeah. After that start, let's go for it. Scarlet Dragon on the near side, racing up the hill. Getaway Trump. What an improving horse this is. He's gonna defy eleven stone twelve, and Getaway Trump wins. It's tight for second, Harambe on the near side of Humble Hero. And the first race of the new season at Cheltenham kicks off on Friday at two o'clock. It's a pretty decent novice hurdle over two and a half miles. Called the Ballymore novice hurdle, as they all are. That's going to be a fucking running theme through this series. Did my head in last year, does my head in this year. Give races different names. Just at least, just you know, call it the Ballymore Trial. The Ballymore Novices Hurdle is in March. Oh, it does my head in. It does my head in. Uh, but it's a tidy, tidy enough race. It, there's a fair few of them coming, coming here, coming here off the back of three timers, four timers. There's Chapman's hype who's been busy over the summer. Jatty Lue, uh, for David Maxwell. Glinger Flame, no hidden charges. The butcher said, "There's a load of them who've, who've been busy enough at the back end of last season." And this year, Gordon Elliott, who's got the mad bastard that is LeBake back in training as well. That's absolutely fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> He's got Braid Blue as well, who's coming here off the back of a free-timer. Jim, do you have a, do you have a strong fancy in this? Uh, not strong, but I've... I've you been, really want to talk about but, this race! But I have been impressed with the butcher's head over the summer. Um, he's jumped very well. Last time, I thought... He was looking slightly beat. I know he won by 10 length in the end and he was 1-9 to nine on, but he took a bit of warming up to get going. Um, that was over two mile and five and it's the same here. Uh, he's already jocked up with AP Heskin on. Uh, I think uh, th- there's a few in this that I'd be interested in. Um, Chapman's hype's always been a hype horse. <laughs> Very funny. Um, Do you think he's named after Matt Chapman? I hope not. Why? Just... I just don't, I just don't, won't want to give Chapman the satisfaction of having an half decent racehorse named after him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and I like Chapman as well, but it'd annoy me. Yeah. Um, so and I also like the other McNeil family horse, uh, I I K Brunel. Uh, he'd been competitive in a race, uh, novice hurdle qualifier at Cheltenham last year that. Alexia Denutz won and he got absolutely brayed by Southfield Stone at Kempton in the Dovecote. So I'd be interested in him coming back. It, it is interesting that uh, AP Heskin's already jocked up on the butcher's head and not on IK Brunel. But I think it's an interesting sort of race. Sit there with your notepads and, and 
try and cycle a winner out of it. Yeah, that's an interesting shout. Well, like IK Brunel, he's, he's, he, he ran in some, obviously, he's, he's still technically, and obviously he's a bump winner. And then was beaten in two novice hurdles last season. But there were, the two there, horses who beat him at Cheltenham were Elixir Nuts and Jarvis Plate. And, and they're pretty decent animals, aren't they? But do you reckon we don't see him this weekend? Probably not this weekend, as seen as, I think the butcher said, looks like Ollie Murphy's main runner here. Yeah, I'd, I'll give a mention, because it's not on, a, I guess, until the final decks are up, and this is the time of year the podcast goes to shit, isn't it, Jim? Because, because we're having to preview races on Tuesday. Uh, not exactly sure of who exactly is turning up where. <laughs> uh, so so th- th- there's a lot of discussion of, oh, do we think he'll go? No. And then they actually do. Uh, it makes us look pretty daft. But I'll give a mention to Jack Louie uh, for David Maxwell, who's been really, really consistent over the summer. One at March, uh, one at Ludlow, sorry, in March. And then again, right at the back end of the season, that chip still came out. One at Sedgefield first time up, and then again under a triple penalty at Weatherby last week. That was really impressive as well. Yeah, it, it, it did it pretty easy. Big reputation on that West Court coming into that race, and he, he fairly... Yeah, Skelton's newcomer. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a bad one. Uh, it, it'll, it'll have to be turned out again pretty pretty soon, but he's, he's, he's shown a pretty decent attitude so far. Look, he's, he's, he's looking for five on the bounce if he turns up. I, I, I'm not going to say I think he wins, but I think he merits at least a mention on the podcast with his exploits. Yeah. So far this uh, this season, uh, probably Jim the best the best race at Cheltenham this weekend. Yeah, I'd agree. Is the second one on the Friday two thirty five? It's the uh, Square in the Air dot com novices chase, and it's a proper proper field. Al Dancer heads a bet in best price six to four thirteen to eight getaway Trump although That's because he's not jocked up, I'd assume. Whereas most of the other ones in the field are, I assume, Jim. Based on their prices in the anti-post article market, if getaway Trump is declared and jocked up, he becomes fav. Yeah. Would you agree? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Global City's a 9-2, to 15-2, to not that for you say. 8 Southfield Stone, who runs today at Exeter. Well, yesterday by the time this goes out. Yeah. So you'll know whether he's won or not. I'm really looking forward to seeing him jump today. I, I, I think he could be a serious animal over fence. Yeah, it's a tidy enough race at Exeter as yeah. well. Uh, and Caius Marcius, who's been doing well over the summer as well, he's 16 to 1, 25 to 1. Bar them. Uh, so, Jimbo, we've got two very decent novices from last season coming coming through and having their chasing debuts in this race against each other. We're assuming get away Trump will be shorter if he runs. Is that right? You'd, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um Towards the end of last season, he really excelled. He, to use the term, looked like a graded horse in a handicap in the the final novice uh, handicap hurdle at Sandown last season. He won that really well. That, that was over two miles. I'm in, I'm intrigued. I think he'll stay too far this season. So do I. But um, being, I think he does have the speed to stay two miles. So I'll be interesting to see where he goes with him. Um, it dep- sort of depends, doesn't it, with Nichols' other horses and, and where he ranks in the two-milers against them. Like I think a Cheltenham two-mile for getaway Trump will suit him, whereas I'm not sure a Sandown two-mile would suit him, even though he has one over hurdles there. I know that sounds stupid, but do you agree? Uh, 
I think he'd get further, but I think he's fine at two. I think it's no issue for him. And I almost, I'd almost say a strongly run two is exactly what he wants. Yeah. He's he's a big unit of a, of a horse, and he's certainly be interesting to see if he's improved any if he'll improve any more. I'm sure he will. He's already been given a rating of 155. Uh, if if he's if he's up to be winning the big ones at Cheltenham, you'd have to see him be competitive here with market rival Aldonza, won't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Look, it's a in terms of domestic challenges for the Arkle on paper, getaway Trump at this stage looks possibly like like the most likely candidate and he did he, he was kind of kept away from the main festivals last year wasn't he? he didn't run at Cheltenham didn't run at Aintree but what he did do was really really impressive and it, and it takes a monster performance to do what he did on the last day of the season yeah that down he's been off busy that, as well throughout the season way. yeah yeah he has and do you think Jim then this this is a bit of a an interesting one regarding getaway Trump because now he's, he's got an OR of one five five obviously from winning that Sandown race off top weight. But do you think that overrates his form? It does. Um, Bear in mind, he's Felix Deji is also rated one five five as yeah. far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, well, this is, this was the question I was going to pose to you. Do you go for the the form of Aldanta last season when he was winning Grade Three? He won the Betfair Hurdle, didn't he? Oh, don't let me start on the Betfair Hurdle. All right, and he was running more competitively. Would you say he was running more competitive races than Getaway Trump? Uh, fractionally, yeah. Well, he's running the Supreme. But yeah, he's running the Supreme. He's running the Supreme, and obviously, the Supreme last year was just a funny race in general, wasn't it? Do you think? Um, the ground seemed bottomless, and he obviously didn't enjoy it. He, he didn't lock himself in the parade ring, if I remember rightly. He was just jig-joggy and he looked revved up. And I, yeah. I, I wasn't 100% sure with his temperament that day. So it, he's, he's been off since then. They bring him here fit. Sam Twiston Davis riding for his dad. I think at this moment in time, I'd be marginally more old answer. I could see why. I don't like the Betfair Hurdle in general. I'll put that there now. I think it tends to be the most overrated race of the year. You know, Your time form boys absolutely love it, though, don't they? They are, oh, they do, but every single time... If a novice wins the Betfair Hurdle, nine times out of ten, don't back them for the, for the Supreme because they'll go off a stupidly short price. He went off 92 favourite for the Supreme, old dancer. For beating Blue Cavalier and Magic Dancer. <laughs> Although Getaway Trump was fourth. It's worth noting that Getaway Trump was fourth in the uh, in the Betfair Sorry. hurdle, and he gave and Al Dancer gave him weight that day. Yeah, gave him weight and a beating and a serious beating it was as well. And they're off same weights here. Yeah. Now bear in mind as well, Getaway Trump to me looks physically a chaser. Yeah. Looks like he'll improve for offence. And you also saw and was clearly better. You also saw Getaway Trump flop a bit at Kelso in that Grade Two novice hurdle as well, didn't we? After that, so maybe, maybe. If the ground's soft here, because his form, his last two wins were on good ground, and his two, well, I won't say he was disappointing in the Betfair hurdle, was he? But his two lesser performances were on softer ground. So would you, would you be worried if the ground? Well, it's been raining most of the week. Would you be more disappointed if? Would you be more worried with him if it was softer ground? Uh, it's not something I've really considered, to be honest, mate. Uh, 
I, 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 I wouldn't be as. He's one on heavy. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be as, as. Taking, you know, the Betfair and the Kelso race as a ground as much as that being, he was a horse who. Was still backward enough. Yeah. Throughout the first part of last season, and the penny only started to drop in the final couple of months. You know, it's it's not like he's capable of field. You know, he ran in a shallow, didn't he, as well? Yeah. As as far as I can remember. You know, so so they obviously knew that they had they had they had at least something half decent on the hands, and it might have just taken, like you said, he's he's a chaser in the making physically, and it might have just taken a little bit longer. Than, than the Nichols team might have fought for him to, you know, for him to almost mentally, yeah, get get, get there at a the stage where Al Dancer, you know, was winning at Cheltenham, you know, early doors last season. Yeah, you know, he he might have just slightly more been the more forward horse at that time. Yeah, and over the summer, in even towards the back end of last season, you might have seen, uh, just an improved and more mature performer in Getaway Trump. Yeah. Uh, they aren't the only two in the race. Global Citizen was a good, good grade two level hurdle last season. We're both a massive season. fan of Global Citizen, aren't we? Well, well we were over, over fences, although you slightly lost your patience with him. Well, I'd, no, I'd, I'd not lost my patience with him. I thought at the start of last season he might have been an each-way champion hurdle contender. You know, it, it was 33 to 1 or something at the start of last season and in our preview last year I kind of said, oh, Global Citizen might be the interesting each way one. Uh, turned out he wasn't. Uh, but he, he's a good standard setter, isn't he? Yeah. Do you think that they're just looking for a different idea now with Global Citizen? You can't do the two-mile division of a hurdle, so let's chuck him over fences and see what happens. I think this is last chance. Not last chance to lose, but um, what's the word? I can't describe. They've run out of options on, on where to go with him, so they're going over fences. I think that's a bit harsh. Yeah. I think that's a bit harsh. And we, we we could see a situation here, Jim, that, like we saw on Saturday at Kempton, where, uh, sorry, on Sunday at Kempton, with itchy feet going off Fav to beat Silver Streak, where people are overrating... The novices. Not over, not even overrating the novices. Well, yeah, but the potential that they have. Again, midweek last week with Beakstown. Yeah. Going off five to beat Sam Spinner. Yeah. You know. Form in the book is more important than potential. Yeah. Generally. And at this stage, the horse who possesses the best form in the race as a grade two winner of an open uh, hurdle is Global Citizen, no? Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Even though he was soundly spanked last time in the champion hurdle, which, again, was the champion hurdle. To me, it looks like he'll make a chaser as well. Yeah. And at a best price of nine to two, I don't think there should be such disparity between the two, the two younger horses and Global Citizen. If I'm honest, you think they should all be roughly the same price? Then? Not roughly the same price, but a point or two shorter, surely. Yeah. Half a point shorter, Global Citizen. I think nine to two looks fair enough. Not that Fuey says in there as well. He was uh, beaten by Aldanza really uh, last season at Cheltenham, wasn't he? And came out to be a tidy enough. A little handicapper. He ran well in a biggest beginner's chase behind us. You're a big fan of Eric LaRouge. Um, I, th- I thought he jumped fairly well. Um, he just plodded on, I thought. And that was over two mile four, dropping back to two mile here. A more aggressive rider, probably seen in a positive light. 
He's a good. He's a good horse. He's not that fussy, but he's not. I, I don't think he's he, a solid one thirty horse, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he, he'll probably have a job on to get anywhere near the top three. And before we move on, Jim, just a quick mention as well. Nicky Richards has done really well over the summer with Caius Marcius, who again wasn't a poor hurdler, but chasing's been his game. He's been winning small field novice chasers all around the country really Hexham, Newton, Abbott it's up to a rating of 147 that which, really infuriates me which is ridiculous which is why which is why some are jumping marks just give them ridiculous marks don't they oh that really gets on my well, what's, what's Brave Eagle rated now it must be close to 160 it must be for winning New Toxie to Summer Cup Summer Cup ridiculous yeah uh, he, Caius Marcius won't win but well done for winning over the summer uh, you know and, and winning four runner races at Hexham uh, well done uh, Jim who wins the first really good novice chase of the season uh, I wouldn't say it's the first really I thought Bigstown Sam Spinner's novice chase was the really good novice chase the first really good one of the season alright alright all right, all right. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let you get away with that, um, with that. I'm going to say I'll dance I think I, I think I'm going to edge Al Dancer over Getaway Trump and Global Citizen, but at the price is I'm with you with Global Citizen. I think 92 is too big a price at this moment in time. I think Getaway Trump wins it. I think Getaway Trump wins it, but it's not a a strong. Know, yeah, it's it, it's, it's a hesitant. I'm not. It's a 55-45 Brexit vote. I'm not on rampage one. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. So I'm thinking we're not fucking talking about Brexit on this podcast, Watson. Maybe I had too much of that. We have far too much of that. Um, there's also an, another novice chase later on the card over three miles. Uh, that includes some interesting types. Secret investor, obviously, still technically a novice, Grade Two winner at Air last season. Also, Dinon, uh, Holstones in there. First assignment, Mulcahy's Hill, who in my head has already had about five goals at novice chasing. And rock point. Jim, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you make of this? Obviously, again, this is going to be a bit of a tough one to uh, to analyse because there's, there's not very many jocked up. I, I, Charlie's jocked up, who's a horse you have some sort of grudge against. Uh, He's on my grudge list with yeah. Labagawa. Yeah. And uh, Boyhood as well, who's in this, who was a pretty tidy, uh, turned into a pretty tidy handicap hurdler last season yeah. as well, and won his chasing debut, didn't he? Uh, but I, I guess in terms of class acts in the race, you're looking at Secret Investor and Holstone, aren't you? Yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, Holstone won up at Perth. Uh, was it Perth? Yeah. A match race. In, yeah. a, in a, Well, the other one pulled up, didn't it, in the end? So it, it was basically a walkover. Um, jumped really well. We've always... We've, we normally use Holstone as... Did you beat Holstone by five lengths or ten lengths? Yeah. Running in the stairs hurdle, didn't we? Whole, oh yeah, Holstone is pretty much our benchmark. If 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 you're a good, if you're a Grade One horse, you have to be beating Holstone <laughs> ten times out of ten. <laughs> really, that's that that's pretty much mine and Jim's mine and Jim's measure of how good we think a staying hurdle is. And that's in the nicest possible way because Holstone has been a great servant to connections. And you can set you you can set your clock by him, can't you? Yeah, he'll turn up in the big races and he'll. Finished seventh, and you tried using the fact that Penhill beat Holstone on our Preston preview as evidence of that being a good race. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Holstone's rated 153, uh, despite uh, which is 
I mean, is, is, is that that can't just be his chase mark for beating one horse who pulled no. up. I'm, so that's his hurdles, Mark. I really hope so. And secret investor. Hold on a second. He's 153, a ridiculously lenient rating for a horse who's just been knocking around in graded races for ages. Birdman, like we've just said, Caius Marcius is rated 147. Yeah. F- for beating a court royale at Hexham. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, secret investors. A horse I've never been able to really get right. I, I've, I don't really know where I stand with him. I've had an egg on my face the last two times. He won up at air towards the end of the You're a hungry seat. boy and you eat everything you see. <laughs> and I, don't, I, don't, I think that they've done right going into novices here, uh, back into a novice chase as soon as it, they can exploit that. And the horse that I quite like, that you could probably say... Why do you like it? Why do you like it? Would be go another one. And I, and I know he flopped last time at Utoxiton, but his debut was really impressive. And I really like the performance he put up. And then, I don't know, maybe maybe it was the quick turnaround. He only had 10 days. And he, he just got beat by Angel of Harlem, which would give him no chance to run in this race in the nice No, I was going to say, you want to, it's, it's a bold shout, Jim, to be going with a with a horse who was beaten at 5-1 to one on last time out in yeah. a free-runner race. But if if you set your mind back a couple of years, or one year even, he ran at this meeting and he finished second behind Canadia, I can never say the name. Canadia. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I, th- I th- think that, the trainer normally targets this meeting with. He normally sends a few over. I think he's interesting at this moment in time. I don't really have a strong opinion. You're, you're more. He's got his trainer's got two in the race with Fred the Foot as well. So this is more of a watch race for me. But we'll we'll see what happens if the price when the prices come up. I might have a stronger opinion. Yeah, obviously, look, it's, it, it is like we, like we said. It's hard enough to us to assess these races when we're not. When there's no market and we're not entirely sure who's going where, Dino would be interesting. Uh, you know, good novice hurdle last season, ran in the Albert Bartlett, which again, you'll people who uh, listen to this all, all find out during the season pretty much. I possibly think he's a, you know, I love the form of that race, even though he was pulled up. Yeah. Uh, and what he'd what he'd done in Ireland before that was decent enough as well. Looks a forest there, so the trip up to three miles wasn't there. Uh, shouldn't be a problem. Kind of took him a while to get to get going. Well, he won his first two over fences and then flopped the next twice. Back to winning ways at Limerick last time over Mind's Eye and killed Dorothy. Uh, this will be his fifth chase start already. Sorry, sixth chase start already. Uh, in terms of just uh, having experience there and the trip suiting him, he might be the pick for me at this stage. Yeah. But Holstone, if turning up, I think is the one they have to beat, and that includes Secret Investor, whose grade two win wasn't great. He beat Louis Vac Pouch. Yeah. Was yeah. second. It's not, in terms of vintage grade twos, that's not one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So we'll move on to the Saturday Noak Cheltenham. Uh, there's other trainers running here, not like Doncaster. Uh, so, so there's actual different that, people trying to take each other on. Is that Isn't that lovely the, to see? Isn't that a dig at the flat, the flat scene now? It's a shambles at the minute, isn't it? After that Verton Futurity dec- declaration. 
No, I'll, I'll say I, I, I like seeing, I, you know, why, why I say they just run it at Ballydoyle? Run it at Ballydoyle. It'd be cheaper to fly Kamiko over to Ballydoyle <laughs> than do it there. ITV could do a special live from Ballydoyle <laughs> behind the scenes. All these great horses. It'd be lovely. It'd be the best idea anyone's ever had. Why don't you pitch it to Ed Chamberlain? Because he'd tell me to fuck off, wouldn't he? <laughs> But no, that's that, 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 that's a story for another day. It's not Aidan O'Brien's fault that literally no one wants to take him on. It's an absolute joke. I know you, we spoke about this on our Grand National preview when you were wanting to cap the number of Jiggins Town runners. You were entirely wrong. Uh, there's no stopping anyone. Anyone putting something up and it's just an absolute nightmare, really. F- for, the, for, for the British flat scene... And for everyone else, well, maybe not everyone else in Ireland because they, they don't have to come over. That the last group one of the season is represented by two trainers. Yeah. Shite. Shambles, isn't it? It really well, is. Anyway, let's, this race looks really yeah. good. So. Yeah, it does. This is a sort of race I love. A good old staying handicap chase around Cheltenham. The two o'clock, the match put back in exchange. Handicap chase. I'm sure there'll be a shit ton of them in the season as well. Uh and the market is headed by 15 to 2, the really, really likable Captain Catty Stock for Paul Nichols. 9 to 1, Cogri, this is the sort of race he runs well in. 10 to 1, then Rocky's Treasure, the young master. 11's Rockley Casbar, 14's Cobra de Mai, Keeper Hill, Natractoria Boo, one for the road, Tom, West Approach. And 16's Bar, them, including Captain Chaos Cross Park. And White Moon, who are interesting. Manella Rocco's in this as well, so he's Good old Manella pals. Rocco. Who Jim tipped for the Grand National? Ha ha ha! Of, of all the horses, I never thought I'd tip. I never thought I'd tip Manila Rocco to win a race. Christ, I hate that horse. Anyway, that's on the grudge list. No, oh, you can't say you hate horses, Jim. You can't say you hate horses, mate. And this is what we have to put up with. This is just what he's like, day to day, cantankerous. He's, he, like, his dream job would be being like a parking warden, going around getting to ruin people's day. <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's one of the best compliments you've ever given me. Thank you. It's entirely true. Uh, but let's focus on the horse racing. Like I said, really likeable Captain Cattystock, the exact opposite of you. Uh, <laughs> uh, how well... I mean, he's a, he's a fab for this, probably coming into this the first time he's stepped out into this sort of race... It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because there's a lot of sort of, sort of standing dishes, like we say, Colgary the young master, Rock the Casbah. But what do you make of Paul Nichols as youngster? Uh, I've, I've really liked what he's done over fences. He's he's been gradual progression throughout the seasons through novice hurdles. He, he won his first two novice hurdles at Wing Canton, and then he was chucked in a well, what at the time I thought was a deep novice hurdle at Ascot, and he's always. I've always read Paul Nichols always rates him fairly highly and he I could see him making into uh, is it the Victor Gold Cup or whatever it is now the one over two and a half miles yeah I could I could see him making up into that and dropping him back even because I, I can understand that because he was primarily campaigned at two and a half as a hurdler yeah. but since going since going chasing he's With, been a three miler he's been a three miler um, I, I've I thought his performance at Utoxeter was his best one to date, and he beat one of my well, one of my favourite horses. Lewis likes him because he just can't jump. Derashi counter. He got beat by him. 
I don't like him because he can't jump. I like him because he's big. <laughs> People are listed that as well. I, I, I am an absolute sucker for a giant horse, a big physical unit. Tends, I tend to absolutely do me bollocks on them because I overrate them by about ten pounds because of their size. And I think, oh, there must be more improvement to come from them once they go into the frame. There never is, but I like the Drashy Coward because he's big. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I thought that performance was his best one. And then to finish off the season, he won round Fontwell and obviously he's chased with Larkin Williams on, and it was just a, basically a jump round, and he, he was driven slightly and asserted late on. I think. I think he deserves his place at the top of this market. He, he's the progressive type in this race. He's the he's one of the only six-year-olds in the race. Am I going to back him at fifteen to two? Probably not against some of these old boys because I'm a massive fan of him. I understand that. I understand that. And whilst I like Captain Catistock, I think it's worth taking him on at the prices. Yeah, yeah I, I want to see him perform against these because if you look at the. Cogries, the Young Masters, the Rock, the Casbars, they've been around the block. They've been running these year in, year out. You know where you stand with them. And they're the level. They're the whole stone of this division, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. They're, uh, you know, they're pretty much standing standing dishes in this sort of race. So, Jim, if, if you're not with Captain Catistock, who would you be going for? That's, that is a very, very good question. And Shantu Village... He's currently in this field, and he what ran price? all the way down the bottom there. Yeah, twenty to one, and he I, he was in the process of running a really good race in the Kerry National when he unseated his rider at the I think it was a second last, and I've always sort of liked him, but whenever he comes to Cheltenham, he always seems to disappoint. Barring one time where I think he finished. Where did he finish? Six, I think, and even that's not a good performance. Cheltenham, <laughs> since he won his novice chase early on in his career at Cheltenham. Well, that was in this race last year. Yeah. Um, since he won his novice chase at Cheltenham, everyone sort of overhyped him slightly, and he's always, everyone's expected the world. He went off favourite for this race last year, and I, I, I could... I don't understand why he's such a big price this year. I, I wouldn't. I know his last three runs are unseated, pulled up, unseated, but he didn't run a bad race last time. If he's come out of that fall well, I, I could see him being fairly competitive. And I think twenty to one's a decent price that I want to be taking about him. I like that, Jim. I like your reasoning. I, I understand as well. Down to a fair mark of one four two. Bear yeah. in mind, two years ago he went off favourite for the old run. Correct. Off one four nine. Correct. Uh, it's a reasonable shout there for Shantou Village. I'm going to be pretty boring. Uh, and I think the young master wins it. Yeah. I think the young master wins it. Back up to a mark of 144. He was... Whatever had gone wrong with him two years ago... They've, they've but, obviously fixed, haven't they? Yeah, and he was well back to himself last season. He's had a nice pipe opener on the flat. I saw, I saw him run the other week and, uh, at Kempton and he just had a... He had a gentle introduction back to racing, let's just say that. And, yeah, I, I, I could see where you're coming from. Sam Whaley Cohen's jocked up, so yeah. he must be running. Two two wins last season. Third in the Kim Muir against, or, or prob- you know, behind two who were probably well handicapped and you'd expect to see more from this season in any second now and kill Phil and Cross. That form's already been given a boost as well by Creve Hill, 
Yeah. Look, look I, I, I know these handicaps. You know, it's not quite like novice races where they come out and doing it. But you know, he's at least he's not beating horses who are all clearly on the downgrade. Uh, and then was second to Talkies Cheap, who was definitely a handicap block in the Bet Three Six Five. Without that, he'd have won that race by nine lengths. Yeah. You know, and he's back up to a mark of 144, but Sam, Sam Whaley Coin takes three off. Uh, it's I amazing how he still claim three pounds, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's he's a very, very, uh, just a very, very, very solid horse in this sort of race, I think, and I think 10 to 1 is a, is a fair enough price. But there's lots I'm looking forward to seeing in this. I've got a lot of time for Cole Gray. I'd love he's the sort of horse I'd love to own because I love these sort of staying chasers who just bump around this sort of race. Rocky's treasure meant to be going for the Grand National this season. This is going to be his starting point. Pretty decent novice last season. Rockley Casbar as well is going for another Grand National campaign. Uh, and there's a and it is a really really fascinating, fascinating race. Jim's just pointed at Vintage Clouds on the screen. Who in terms of horses that, uh, if I was to have a grudge list. Vintage. Is he on your grudge list? Oh, I've got no. I'm just not a horse who. I well, you, oh, you, you, knew, you know, I, I was completely against him for the Grand National yeah, last season. And he's second when uh, we looked at each other, and you were like, "Who's in second in the Ultima last season?" And then over the tunnel, you could hear Vintage Clouds is coming up, and you were like, "Please, don't Vintage Clouds win, please." I, I remember you saying it. Go no, I, w- I wouldn't have done that. Cause I've, I've never backed him. I never will, because he doesn't win. Yeah, he doesn't win. And he never looks like winning. <laughs> you know, it was he went off 10 to 1 for the Grand National, something along those lines, of the basis of overtaking beaten horses in the Scottish National and the Welsh National. And my and my point for that is always, I'd rather a horse finish fifth in a staying chase and have, be, and have been up there in van, you know, and have looked to likely win a turning throne than do what Vintage Clouds does and plod on past slot, you know, <laughs> yeah. tired horses. Yeah. It's, that's, I know it's completely irrelevant to today, and he has actually sh- got shown good Cheltenham form. But yeah, it's it, it's it's a rare day if I uh, if I fancy vintage clouds for a race. <laughs> Must be a three runner race or something. No, uh, there's also a tidy enough little four year old hurdle, uh, the Masterson's Holdings hurdle. Cosublime and Torpillo head the bet in there at three three to one. Uh, we're not particularly sure whether Cosublime's coming over. Kelder stand nine to two one and six of Soviet Pimpernel sevens Nelson River. Uh, Jim, just a quick touch on this race, mate. Yeah, nothing, nothing really strong. I'd, I'd probably, I think, I'd go with Nelson River. Um, I know that could be a bit of a ridiculous shout. Chalked up. But he beat Fanfan to saw in a, uh, what's the word? In a juvenile. Qualifier last year, last season here. Yeah, he's in this as well. Fan Van der Soy at twelves, and he finished six behind Fakir Dudery when he absolutely got mullered. He's had another pipe opener on the flat, similar to the young master at Kempton, and he runs in this at the prices. I think seven to one's quite generous. I think he's a decent each way punt. I, I don't know where I stand with Torpedo because every time he runs, I, I sort of think. Why is he favourite? And then he doesn't absolutely slaughters the field like last time. Kade stands had an opera at Bath. Uh, everyone fancied the ears off him, and he's and he got beat. Um, and Corsa Blind was ultra consistent last season, and I, I'm I think that season might have taken it out of him a bit, and he could be vulnerable vulnerable first time up. So I think Nelson River, he, he's slightly for me, he's still unexposed over hurdles. He's only had the four runs. 
and it'd be interesting to see how he goes here. Kelder Stanley would be my pick. Um, I liked him for the triumph last season. I thought he was a very, very solid animal. Uh, sticks his head down, does what he does. And bearing in mind, a barring curse of blame, to be fair, who who had a similar level of form to Kelder Stan over hurdles last season, in my opinion, he was probably the best of these as a juvenile, yeah. even though he was only fifth in the triumph for Nelson River and Cursor Bleem were ahead of him. Before that, his form is just it's rock solid, isn't it? Yeah. It's rock solid, and like I said, it's, it's not the strongest of shouts at this, at this moment in time. It could become one, though, when I see you know what the final field looks like. Because he's a horse, I retain a bit of faith in to be better than this lot. Yeah. In general, uh, there's also a Randox Health handicap chase, the three ten over two miles on the sat uh, on the Saturday, and the bet in general seven to one best price Capeland, eight Brelan Magrote, tens Forest Bianna Nocnanus and Masterwork, twelve St Calvados, fourteens do it for the Village Duke of Navan and Maricudja, sixteen to one bar them, which includes a horse Jim actually likes in Gino Trail. Oh, the love of my life! Uh, will they win this, Jim? <laughs> well, you're going to laugh at me, but I was going to probably select him anyway. I'd select. Was he going to be our pick? Yeah, because two mile around Cheltenham. Go on, Gino. That, that's that's his hunting ground. His white face. White socks, he'll set off 100 mile per hour. Jamie Moore, bounce him out, ping him over every fence, catch me if he can, and probably gets caught in the running or something. And then I start crying. Um, I, 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 he's such a consistent horse. We've, we've seen him run his races. Uh, he's not, he's quite clearly not straightforward. He's a bit of a fruitcake. You call every horse a fruitcake. He's just a front runner. No, there's Gino Trail doesn't. Oh, Gino Trail is ridiculously consistent. Oh, he can he can put in the odd horrendous jump. Um, Jeez, if you were working for Time Form, you'd be handing out squiggles left, right, and centre, oh, lad, yeah, wouldn't I would. you? I would. Uh, and fellow hot fruitcake, knock the noose, is in here. Uh, he is a fruitcake. I'll allow that. Is, is that all right? Um, he. He could be interested in this field, just, couldn't just, he? You just like talking about cake. Oh. <laughs> he, he ran in the... Ackle and the Muggle. Yeah, at Cheltenham and Aintree. So he's bringing in the novice form uh, into this handicap race. He is nine, which people... Well, I can't get my head around the fact that he's, he's only nine. Um, and, yeah, I think... I think they're, they've been my two. I think you'd need to be at the front of the race at this moment in time. I think the pace really suit, uh, suits a track like Cheltenham early on. Gino Trail and Not the News front runners. I think it's going to be strong, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, they're going to be. It's going to be a strong pace, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them two gallop out in front. Well, can I ask you there, Jim? If they take each other's heads off out in front and set a real gallop, are we wanting to look for something that? We'll get a little bit further then. Yeah, because if even if you took Solar Impulse, I th- for me, Solar Impulse, he only ran it at the weekend, but he's always been, I've known him as being a front runner, but recently he's been held up. He'd be interesting. St. Calvados is even in it. I think the pace is going to be really, really strong. Would that suit a Duke of Navan? That's almost what I was thinking, although looking at it as well, look, he's, he's top of the market. And he's a, a sort of horse that people tend to like. You know, coming out of novice company into open handicaps, start of the season, is Capeland. Yeah. Who stays further than this, running the JLT, 
was was consistent enough last season. A mark of 143 shouldn't, you know, doesn't overrate him. I think that's fair enough on what he achieved last season. And if, if as we expect, Gino Trailer knocking on us, make it a strong pace, the fact that he, you know, Capeland will get further than this should play to his strengths. Yeah, and and even do it for the village. He's the sort of horse that runs in these sort of races that cycles his way through the field and plods on for a third or a fourth. And if there's a complete pace meltdown, that'll suit him, and he's a course and distance winner. So He'd have been my pick, but he was awful at Chepstow. Yeah, he were. You know, if, 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 if he was first time up, he'd be my pick, but he was too bad to be true at Chepstow. Uh, I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried about that. We'll just give mentions as well, because I say it, it makes... Me and Jim are very, very guilty of talking about horses who were fourteen and sixteen to one, yeah. and entirely, entirely missing out the top of the field. Uh, do not have to spend much time on Jim, but Masterwork, Brell, and Dan McGrowerty. McGrowerty in particular has been had a right summer up to a mark of one hundred and fifty-two now. Uh, Typical Dr. Richard Newland progressor over the yeah. summer, isn't he? So bear in mind, Holstone's been placed in Grade Ones. This means McGrowerty is got to be the next contender to be Altior, yeah. <laughs> You know, bearing in mind there's only one difference, one pound difference between them. Ridiculous. But no, he's, he stuck his head out really well last time as well. Beat Theo, Forrest, Bian, and good old Simply Ned, who ran a really good race that day up at Kelso. Yeah, as well. he did. Uh, gonna make life's, you know, this is gonna be his hardest task yet. You know, back back against winter horses and off a mark of 152, but he merits his place in the lineup. Brelandar, masterwork, Jim just. He ran uh, in the red room, didn't these. he? Brelandar, uh, beat by Moon over Germany, who. Finally, managed to get a win for me. Um, I, I, I think I think he'll use this as a stepping stone. I don't think this will be... I think this will be more of his comeback run. Um, he, he normally runs at all the big meetings, puts in a good performance. be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, Forrest Bian. Brian Ellison's horses have just been coming into a bit of form, I think. Um, we saw him up behind McGrowity... Uh, at Kelso so he'll probably improve for his seasonal reappearance and probably get the better of McGrowity this time round and yeah it's a really a race I'm looking forward to I, I hope it's as fast and exciting as we've hyped it up to be um, my selection I'm going to go Gino Trail why not 16 to 1 we're only picking big prizes on this podcast this week what about you Lou? I think I might Go for one at a similar enough price, even though, even though I like Capeland. We don't do favourites here. He did kind of end the season as well after the JLT that he wasn't very good at Ascot, was he at all? Uh, I, yeah, like, like I said, I, I'd, I'd be looking for something that gets a little bit further than this. So it might be Duke of Navan or Forest Behan. Yeah, something like that. Something that you can see as strongly run two miles. Suiting Forrest Behan wasn't bad at Kelso last time no. out either. Uh, but he will improve, certainly improve for that race, won't he? Yeah, and look, that, uh, I, I, what I have done there listed as well is two horses who are primarily two milers. But, I, you know what I mean? I, I, I can see a, they're more what I'd call, you know, strongly run horses that are suited by that sort of race rather than where the pace is quicker and it allows a bit more stamina to come into play rather than not Nanus yeah. or Gino Trail who just want to go hell for leather as fast as they can Yeah. Uh, is there anything else at all over the two two days of Cheltenham that you'd like to just give a mention to at all Jim or 
is that you done? Uh, I, I mostly think that's got done. The bumper looks like it could be a fairly decent race. It normally is. The newest one's in there. The new one, the new one's half brother. I think. What that's, a shocking name! I quite like it. Um, so that's interesting. Time flies by, and uh, looks interesting for uh, Nicky Henderson, uh, purchased by JP McManus. So yeah, I, I keep your eye on that. There's uh, Andy Stewart horse in there, which you don't see many of. Cost two hundred and ten thousand of get. Uh, out of getaway who finished second in a point to point that's interesting so keep your eye out for that race I think I think it'll probably be strong it normally is yeah and the 455 as well is another pretty tidy novice's chase over two and a half uh, like I said Dinon's in there Eric LaRouge first assignment there's a fair few who are Slate who, who, yeah who are doubly entered into the uh, into the into the three mile one go on other ones in there as well uh, secret investor Pim Slate House would actually be quite interesting I've, 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 he's on the grudge list. Slate House would actually be quite interesting. If I one think of our if, listeners if, could make if, a grudge if, list. If we can get a season, all oh my days, Jim, there is not enough time in the world to write down a list of every horse you have a grudge with. <laughs> we, we will be here until next Cheltenham. There's <laughs> Pim on that list as well, from no, no fault of his own. No, Pim's not on there. He's the sort of horse I thought you wouldn't like because. No. Because he had a big reputation when he was younger, no. and then he's not actually a Grade One horse, he, and that makes you angry. He's, he's even not, though he can't help it. He's not on the Grudge list yet. Yet, after this weekend, there's still time. Yeah, of course there is. There's always time, and there's always time for us to talk about the old Rowan Chase as well. Rowan Chase, sorry, I know people get angry when people call it the old Rowan, but that's just my accent. There's really, no W it? in it, is it? It's no, own it's own Rowan. Yeah. But the way I say Rowan makes it sound like Rowan. Yeah, fair dues. You know what I mean? It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a sticky one, but it's going to be a good race. In fact, this is probably the best race of the weekend, isn't it? You've already hyped up the novices' chase as being the best race of the best weekend. Best race at Cheltenham. Oh, all right. I'll let you off. Then. This is the best race of the weekend because Kalashnikov and Frodon are running two to on five. Kalashnikov, hundred to thirty for Frodon, and seven's Bond Survivor, eight Saint Calvados, nine's McGrawty and Forrest Behan who. I'd rather see over two miles. Twelve's <laughs> uh, big matter, twenty to one. Bar them. Uh, does Kalashnikov or Frodon win this? Well, I, I think he's a match race. I think he's between the two at the top of the market. The, the I'd include Bone Survival as well. Would you? I would. They've. Well, I'd, I'll, I'll mention. I think Kalashnikov is the wrong price. Uh, everyone's been waiting for him to put in a big performance and he put that big performance in at Aintree last season go on when, Kalashny slow when no one was expecting it it was on bottomless ground around two mile four they finally stepped him up in trip he beat Le Bagawa. he beat Mengli Khan hmm, do I like him here I'd probably rather be with fraud on at 100 to 30 if I'm being brutally honest giving, giving Kalashnikov 14 pounds I'd, I'd rather I'd rather would, would you not see though like I do, like I say, we, we we did have a bit of a running joke on the podcast last year. Me and Jim saying Kalashnikov was the slowest horse to ever be tried to be campaigned as a two miler. Yeah, uh, and we were kind of proven right when we got beat by Glenn Forster, and we looked at ourselves and we were very proud of ourselves, and then we laughed a lot when he got beat by Glenn Forster. Uh, then he laughed at us when he won at entry. Uh, but that's what they should have been doing with him all year. Yeah, I can't. You know, I'm I'm not one to tell Amy Murphy how to train horses but it was obvious to me even even when he was a novice hurdler 
that he looked like he would be much better over further. I'm sorry this is really out of context to this race, and I've just completely remembered. Yesterday when I were at Pontefract, we were in the pre-parade room for the last race looking at him. All of a sudden, Ruth Jefferson walks in, Brian Hughes riding on this horse. I was like, that's got to be waiting patiently. I'm 100% sure it were. They had a race course gallop. We were waiting patiently was there yesterday at Ponty. Sorry, sorry, this is completely off topic. No, I like that. I like that. This is inside info. But yesterday, I was at Ponty, as, as we've said early on. And Where were you yesterday? <laughs> funny guy. And I was, I was with one of my mates, and we, I turned and went, I, I think that's waiting patiently, because he doesn't have any mar- distinct markings, does he? If I remember right. I even Googled a picture of him, and I, I didn't want to like reach over the rail and ask. But I'm a hundred percent. Why would Brian Hughes be riding, be there to ride anything other than waiting patiently? And Ruth Jefferson was the that was the only horse being led round by a person. So it has. And oh, yeah. we've got to no. I like that, Jim. I really like that. Twitter will find out. They'll try and find out was waiting patiently at Pontefract on Monday, or did Jim just see a bay, right. a bay horse <laughs> with no markings? <laughs> because there's not very many of them around. And assume it to be waiting patiently. No, you. Uh, do you know what, mate? You're, you're probably right, but if we can get confirmation on that, that's a cracking because, shout. Because if we get a picture of waiting patiently up here, I know, I know what, I know what. Yeah, like like you said, Jim. He's a. Uh, the thing is, this isn't going to help us work out. He Jim. doesn't have any markings. No, I know. I know and he I doesn't. I was hundred percent sure that was him. Because why would Ruth Jefferson be leading any other horse, horse around the parade ring? Sorry, we've completely gone off the topic of the old run, but this could be a race he could have run it. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 I mean, that, that's a, that, that's a good shot. I, I like how you've managed to kind of si- Sa- slightly si- savour it a bit, siphon it back into <laughs> into being about the old run. Uh, th- th- yeah, uh, fair enough, and that's an interesting interesting shout. I can't to be believe fair I've not mentioned it. that first thing. That was that was the that's my main agenda. I came to this podcast with to tell everyone that he was running here. Did he have Did he have white silks with a with a blue chevron and a, and a pink hat on? Sadly, well, sadly not. No, Brian Hughes was fetching a very nice Ruth Jefferson gilet. Oh, lovely! They were they all were to be honest. There was about twenty five of Ruth Jefferson string there. Uh, they were all just walking around the pre parade ring as the last race. We're going in the parade ring because we went to go and see Nigel Tinkler, see if he was there, and he was, but he didn't acknowledge us. So hey ho. Is he is he on the goods list now? No, he's or? never. He's forever in my heart. That man. He's what a trainer he's had and what season he's had. Yeah, he has as well. To be fair, we we like Nigel Tinkler on this podcast. He's one of the the friends of the show. Uh, back to this. So f- back to actually talking about <laughs> about the, the best race of the weekend. He said uh, wildly speculating about which horses were there at Pontefract yesterday. Uh, Kalashnikov, look, it's course and distance of to what was a career best last time. Yeah, and he's running a mark off 155. You know, three pounds better than Magrowate. Surely he's at least 15 pounds better than Magrowate in real life. Yeah, yeah, you'd you know. Have to be, so right. you can you can see why he's a favourite. Although, never underestimate Frodon, yeah. last year's winner. I underestimated him. I had egg on my face. Winner of the Ryanair, just did everything right last season. Such a likable horse, and oh, if 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 Kalashnikov, you know, doesn't want a scrap, then he's not going to win. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. If, I, I don't. I'm not doubting Kalashnikov's attitude at all there, but 
Frodo's just next level, man, isn't he? He's next level. You know, and look, he's a grade one winner. It's not a championship race, the Ryanair, as much as Cheltenham try telling us it is. Did you see the Cheltenham gift shop? And they had a, they had they had some really lovely jackets. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, and what it had, it had the silks of the winner of the champion hurdle, champion chase, gold cup, and the Ryanair on it. No, the main race on the Thursday is the stayers. As much as Michael O'Leary wants it to be the Ryanair, no, it's not, because no one dreams of winning a Ryanair. Uh, but Frodon's a legend, and look, this is a monster just, performance. You just can't wait to see Bryony get back on board with no. him, and poetry in motion once again, and hopefully the same outcome. He's the most ex- and he's, he's just so exciting to watch, he just put it? his head down and rally, won't he? He'll jump, he'll rally, he'll try his hardest, and hopefully he'll be there at the finish and come back safely. Yeah, completely. And look, even if Klasnikov gets a better room today, second in this off 169 is still a monster. It's absolute monster performance. I mean, winning the... He won the Caspian Caviala season off, what was it, 164? I'm sure you can find out for me, Jim. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, 164. 164. One, 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 Get in. I'm proud of myself for that. Uh, but that's... Yeah, look, he's... So, so we know he can give these big weights away. And he's a proper, proper... Grade one animal in every sense of the word. Uh, before we go, Bone Survivor. I, I, I genuinely can't see your reasoning for this, so you better pitch it. Pretty good idea to me. Well, it, it, we're getting things together last season, weren't we? Two wins. The, the race you won at Aintree's, uh, sorry, at Air at, at the back end of last season, tends to be all right. And look, he's always he's always been a horse. That's you know, I think the Scotland team have liked. You know, there's always been a bit of chat about him. He was pretty well supported and disappointed a few times early on into his chasing career. And he was almost getting onto the edge of becoming frustrating. Last year was kind of when the boy became a man. Won at Wing Canton as well. Uh, he's in this off what? one f- uh, 1.52. Might be steep enough. That's up 10 for what he did at, at air last season. But... Look, he's, he's a horse who was on an upward curve last year, and he might might. It looks like he's beginning to fulfil at least some of the promise. You know, there was talk about him having when he was younger. You know, you don't hear me say this very often, Jim, but I think Kalashnikov wins this. Wow, wow, Kalashnikov wins. I can I can see where you're coming from. Kalashnikov the two miler is a different horse to Kalashnikov over two and a half. If I, if I was pushed to a selection, I pick Frodon. But it's not a race I have a really strong opinion. This weekend isn't in general, to be brutally honest. Um, you've, it's hard this time of year. It's it? hard. You, you, I normally sort of don't go anything strongly within the first two weeks. Uh, the Charlie Hall, for me, is really probably where it would get going for for real and I know where yeah. I stand with horses. So, yeah, really good weekend in front of us and I'm really looking forward to sitting in front of the telly and watching it. Yeah, there's, it's 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 cracking. There's a there's a good veterans chase at Aintree as well as well. There's, there's some old some more old friends out in that Captain Redbeard, Carol Destrier, and good old one for Arthur, who hopefully hopefully wins. And please, if he does win, please abuse James on Twitter. Please give him as much stick as he deserves for calling for one for Arthur Fire to be away. retired. Fire away! I'm not that bothered anymore. <laughs> Hit me with your best shot. No, it's I absolutely love it. This is when it. This is when the season begins to come alive. Although my one complaint, I like having the amateur riders race opening the Cheltenham meeting, and they've moved it. 
yeah. in the evening now. See, my other thing was a, that one didn't they always used to be a juvenile hurdle on the Saturday first race? It always used to be at one twenty-five. I might have made this up, or it might be the next Cheltenham meeting. But there always used to be a juvenile hurdle first race of the November. That might, meeting. That might be the November meeting. I, I, I think I might have messed up here, but I always remember that. So anyway, yeah. Well, we, we hope you've enjoyed listening to that uh, slightly scattered turf talk. <laughs> please, uh, please let us know what you're backing. Please let us know if you are Ruth Jefferson, whether that was waiting patiently. Or whether whether anyone can find we'll that out. We'll put a tweet out on the pod from the podcast page, and we'll, we'll try and find out if that is waiting patiently. We will, and Jim can go back to his uh, wild, wild horse spotting ways with his little, with his little book of horse, a list of horses at <laughs> a bay with no markings. <laughs> You're a better man than me, Jim. If you can pick out that, uh, if you can pick that, I'm a hundred percent sure that was waiting patiently. I'm a hundred percent sure. Yeah, and to be fair, Jim, I think everyone who's been listening to this has been waiting very patiently for it to end. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> we're just talking rubbish now, aren't we? Yeah, so thanks a lot for tuning into this week's Turf Talk. We'll be back with another preview and review next weekend. That's that's going to be our first review show, isn't it? This yeah. is going to be interesting, analysing all the stuff that hopefully we've got right over the weekend. Hopefully, we'll be making some more money this weekend as well. Thanks a lot to everyone for listening, and we'll see you all again very soon. See you later.